Welcome to Raw, Rebelliously Authentic Worship, where we throw religion out the window. And today we're going to talk about lament on Valentine's Day. Hey, Marky. Yeah, Jess. So it looks like today we are talking about lament on Valentine's Day, or should I say for Valentine's Day? (laughs) Right? It's kind of a weird topic to go, but here we go. Yeah. I mean, I guess the absurdity kind of fits our style a little bit, doesn't it? (laughs) We do everything backwards. Let's talk about forgiveness on Christmas. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's all fine, but it's not fine. No, it's true. But let's talk for a minute about what our relationships are worth. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had a friend... Have you ever had to tell a friend that they hurt you? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. As you're like, oh, like I need to go and actually, because if I don't do it, yeah, like then I'm not being real with myself right. and it might happen again yeah. and it's a problem and I'm hurting right now. So it, it, it needs to be taken care of. Yeah. That goes back to boundaries a little bit. It yeah. does go back to boundaries. And we're going to talk about our boundary yeah. that we had to... Um, set together. Yeah. So we're going back to the boundaries episode a lot. Yeah. Um, but the two of us had to work that out, right? Yeah. We, 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 and we alluded to some of those things in that boundaries episode. Um, but what I didn't say, (laughs) yep. Calling you out. It's fine. It's fine. Um, the day that I originally knew there was a problem, I had texted you and you just didn't respond to me. I ghosted you. <laughs> and then I think I might have even texted you again. And I, I ghosted you again. And you didn't respond to me. Yeah. So so here's the deal. My options were to just be like, okay, whatever. And I think I did that for a little while. Yeah. But then I was like, nope, nope something's wrong. Yeah. And that kind of hurts a little bit. Cause I think you even responded to something very surface. Like it was very shallow. Yeah. Um, with like two words. Yeah. Just yeah. To like essentially, and this sounds awful, but it's not what I mean. Like get me off your back. Right. Oh my gosh. That's not <laughs> what I was doing. But th- you know, that's yeah. how, that's how it feels in the moment. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, we've worked through this a long right. time ago. I'm not upset right. about it, but I'm just saying that that's the kind of thing that happens. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. If I hadn't gone to your house and sat on your couch and And, said... And made me talk. And made you talk. If we hadn't worked that out, then we would not be where we are today. Not even close. No. And I mean, not more than that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am without, I mean, even without you, like mentally, spiritually, yeah, physically, quite literally, um, wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to, I mean, trying to think back to all those things and the ripples that may or may not be there, you know, yeah. would you have gotten counseling? I, I surely somebody would have made me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but there were a lot of ripples that came from that conversation yeah. that may not have existed. And there's no yeah. use in us trying to figure that no, out right now. No, because we did. We did have a conversation. Right. We did. Right. We did talk. Um, so my point to this, though, is that was hard. Yeah. For me to do that and be like, listen, like, um, and especially because, I mean, it wasn't long after the tragedy. So my, my, no, my heart and head. Short my heart and head weren't even present, but yet the relationship was worth it to me. It was worth fighting for. was yeah. worth fighting for. Yeah. Um, and there's been other people since that I've fought for relationships for too. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is what is your relationship worth? Yeah. Have you fought for, for it? 
Yeah. And so here's how this relates to lament. What is your relationship with Jesus worth? Hmm. Get it? Yeah, Get how it's connected? Yeah. What is it worth? Yeah. Because yes, he absolutely already knows your heart. Yeah. He absolutely already knows your heart, but you can't get to know his no. if you don't share with him. If you're not real. If you're not real. If you don't share with him what you're feeling. Yeah. Intimacy, right? Into yeah. me, see. We talked about this a while ago, and I'm, I don't even know where I am on my notes. It's fine. <laughs> um, but we talked about that a while ago. And, and the bottom line is we can't, we can't understand the heart of Jesus if we're not willing to bring him our pain. Yeah. It's the same thing we've been talking about. Yeah. We can't process if we don't actually spend time there, right? Yeah. Make room. Yeah. Remember if we it, talk about yeah. a couple episodes where we, uh, sorry, t- cutting you off. We said, listen, if you choose to feel, you choose to heal. heal. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say lament is is telling God that you're hurting. Yeah. It's telling him when he's hurt you. Yeah. Because remember we talked about he has big shoulders and he can handle yeah. everything and, that and you kind of mad him with. His lack of action may be how he hurt you. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, we're not saying. That God physically or <laughs> intentionally We always hurt need to make you. sure we say these things. Yeah. Just because somebody's going to take it off and be like, Jesus be the Jess center. and Marky said. I can't. We're not <laughs> saying that he did, but, but that, I mean. But it feels right, like it. Yes. Like right now in the season that I'm yeah. in, I feel like God is silent. Yeah. That's hurtful. Yeah. Like, where are you? Yeah. And he's not gone. He's not moved. And I know that. Right. Um, but I can't hear his voice right now. And so that's, that's, that's an example of, has God really hurt me? No, but does it feel like it? Yeah. And the question is, have you lamented that to him? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. No. <laughs> Cause my counselor made me. Okay. <laughs> People have to make Jess do what's good for her, which is crazy. We're talking about lament today, and I'm really honest. I am so not good at this. I'm not good. We've talked about it in other episodes. I've said that I feel like maybe I was over church, and um, because I try to turn everything to good, everything to good, I'm not good at sitting in any hard. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even good at telling people I'm not okay or I'm hurting. I just want to push past it and try to do what we tell y'all not to do <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> and stuff. here is raw. <laughs> Welcome to raw. <laughs> um, but it's, it's true. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah. And it's not easy. No, but it's, it's necessary. But and it's I'm necessary. learning, I'm learning how necessary it is to be real and raw. Yeah. Yeah. And to lament those things. Yeah. You know, because we have to share all of the things when we're confused, when we're doubting, when we're hurting. Yeah. Um, I saw a definition of lament somewhere that says it is pain coming out as a prayer for help. Huh. That's yeah. pretty that's pretty deep. We'll say it again. Yeah. It is pain coming out as a prayer for help. Yeah. So here, here you go. Ready, Jess? Because yeah. I'm going to ask you this directly today. Oh, so fun. is your relationship with God important enough to trust that he'll make room for your hurt? Yeah. 100%. Then you need to lament. Yeah. As I'm going to like, you know, scrunch my eyes, <laughs> stare her down. This is when we need video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
because it's that important. Yeah. We have to spend time telling him that we're hurting, telling him that he hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, to ask that question in a different way, is he your friend? You know? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I just have like this really strong urge to bust out into Aladdin and Genie and said, you ain't never had a friend like him, but him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and I think too, it's important to note that we are in good company. So here's the deal. You said you've been overchurched, right? And you've seen all the things, but here's what we've been talking about talking about since the very beginning of our podcast, where we say a lot of times religion doesn't make room for these things. No, not at all. We hear the stories of the Old Testament. It's actually discouraged. Right. We hear the stories of the Old Testament. We hear the hope in the New Testament, but everything in between, all of the lament, like, why are you complaining? No, nobody preaches on it. No. I mean, I've heard one message on lament and it was you. At a women's <laughs> event. And I'm just being real. Like it was, I've nobody I, in my whole life. I've been saved since I was four years old. Like in my whole life, I've not heard people just focus on. Focus on lament. Lament. And yet the craziest part of that, and I know I shared this with you at that retreat, but okay. the craziest part about that, one whole third of the book of Psalms are Psalms of lament. Yeah. We are in good company. Yeah. And it sounds like whining. Like if you, if you, push, oh, it is whining. if you go in your Bible app on your phone and you push play in Psalms, you're going to be like, somebody needs a spanking because this is a lot of whining. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. But even the fact that we think that they need a spanking because they're whining is a problem, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> okay. I mean, when I think about my kids and how they used to whine at me and be like, please stop whining. Yeah. Like I hate whining. Yeah. Tell me the things, but stop whining at me. Yeah. Um, and you know, so, so what if it comes out as whining? Yeah. I, you know what? As long as it came out. Right. Yeah. So, cause it's better, to, better out than in. I always say, wasn't that a Lion King <laughs> reference too? So we're totally kicking this back to, uh, <laughs> to the grief episode. That's funny. Yeah. It is grief. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Anyway. So, Um, But we're in good company. Psalm 22 verse 1 says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Hmm. Do you know who wrote that psalm? Yes, you'll be right. (laughs) No guesses. Come on. (laughs) It's a psalm of David. Of course, it's a psalm of David. Of course, it's David. (laughs) So Everything much of the book I of Psalms. I'm like, okay, I think it's David, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> so you don't want to be real and raw. Yeah. Man, nope. we're really schooling Jess today, guys. <laughs> Lament will okay. officially be the episode. And episode. <laughs> nope. We're only 11 minutes in. We're still going. Okay. Fine. Okay. So anyway, so that's one of them. Yeah. Um, then verse seven of that same Psalm says, all who see me laugh at me and mock me. They insultingly open their lips and shake their head saying, and it continues, but yeah. I don't have the rest of it here. Yeah. Did you want to read verse 24 and 25 though? Cause this is where it changes. For he is not despised nor detested the suffering of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him for help, he listened. Wait, wait, say that just last two words again. He listened. Okay. Keep going. My praise will be for you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows made in the time of trouble before those who reverently fear him. 
All right, share what your little chuckle was there. Yeah, I mean, because his vows, his they were made in time of trouble. In those hard seasons, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, so this is all the same psalm, and we cut out a whole bunch in the middle. That yeah. way we didn't have to, to go into it because we only right. have 30 minutes, or at least that's the goal. Right. Don't, don't see grief if you don't want to know how, we, how well <laughs> we follow that rule. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, please go back and read the psalm. Yeah. And you'll see that what happens is it starts off as whining or complaining or whatever you want to call it. It starts yeah. off and then it full circles back to acknowledging who God is yeah. and what he's going to do. Yeah. And this is the power of lament. It's telling God all the things. But what happens is as you tell him those things. And you're drawing a circle in your in the air right now with your hands. Oh, I am. Lots of circles. Because it goes full circle. It does. It does go full circle. And, and that's because of the depth of relationship with God. Yeah. And the trust. And is he your friend? You said that in the beginning. Yeah. Because if he is, you're able to go, oh my gosh, this is awful. Yeah. And be where you are. And yeah. then go right back to, oh my gosh, you are good. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to see actually, um, I will actually share one of my laments today yeah. and you'll see how connected it is to what I was dealing with at the time, but you'll see it go full circle. Yeah. Um, so then there's another one in Job three. We were in Job a while ago for grief, right? Yeah. Job three, verse three says, let the day on which I was born perish and the night which announced there is a man child conceived. Let him go away. I don't want to be born. Yeah. May that day be darkness. Let God above not care about it, nor light shine on it. Yeah. Like pretty much screw the day I was born. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be alive. Yeah. Like sometimes, I mean, sometimes when I think about it, if I'm being real, yeah, God knew my future, right? He knows all things. Yeah. And so he knew about the tragedy and yet I was still born. Like, wouldn't my life, wouldn't my life has been, have been easier if I wasn't born? Okay. You guys feel free to analyze that guys, but you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but that's Job. Yeah. And we know that Job was a righteous man, right? Yeah. It specifically says it. I think that's the very first verse in the very first chapter of the book of Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's Jeremiah. Okay. Now we're talking about a prophet, right? Yeah. Jeremiah 15, 18 says this. It says, why has my pain been perpetual and my wound incurable, refusing to heal? Will you indeed be to me like a deceptive brook with water that is unreliable? Whoa. <laughs> He's I mean, griping yes. about not being healed. Right. And so those words in even in the way that I put the inflection on there, don't don't read it in your in your telephone voice, guys. Yeah. yeah. Don't read it in your telephone voice. It doesn't sound like that. Yeah. He is complaining. Yeah. So when you read these, you know what? Actually, I have homework for you guys all. Go and find a psalm, a psalm of lament in the book of Psalms and read it. In the way it was intended to be read. Yeah. So if they're griping, gripe. If yeah. they're sad, be sad. Yeah. You will hear a whole different psalm come out yeah. than the piddly little. Let the day on the let the day on which I was born perish. Like no, <laughs> <laughs> he's flipping out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. Tangent. No, I love it. Your 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 pastor came out there. It did. <laughs> It did. And then there's Habakkuk 3. Yeah. Habakkuk 3, verse 16 says this, I heard and my whole inner self trembled. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay and rottenness enter my bones. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I tremble in my place because I must wait quietly for the day of distress. Hmm. What? My bones are rotting and I need to wait quietly. Okay. 
<laughs> it's a little dramatic. I mean, if we're if we're gonna go there, all the words we're saying, like, do it. Be there's dramatic. A little drama in this, but God can handle it. Yeah. So here's your schooling, Jess. Yeah. Be dramatic. Be dramatic. Tell tell God that you haven't heard Him speak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why the heck have you blocked my ears, God? What is up with this? Yeah. <laughs> she just gave me permission to be dramatic to God. I did. I would not have given that permission to Carlos. Joking. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Every time he sneezes, it's like the whole house shakes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's that laugh. I had to move really far away from the mic. Sorry, guys. But that and was, that was from really far away. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, um, because I must wait quietly for the day of distress for the people to arise who will invade and attack us. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wait quietly. Really? Not, not mm, happening. No. No, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then verse 19 says, the Lord God is my strength. Yeah. Listen, that was verse 18 and 19. Did you catch that? Yeah. The Lord God is my strength. He has made my feet steady and sure like Heinz's feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. Yeah. He says, this absolutely sucks. Yeah. But you know what? God will give me the strength I need to walk it out. Yeah. God will give me the strength that I need to wait quietly. Yeah. God will give me the strength that I need to wait while it's quiet, while we're not hearing him. Yeah. I might have just touched her hand. It's fine. Well, and I think I I'm, think I'm really good about hearing that part. <laughs> uh-huh. But the other part is what I personally am not good at. The complaining. Yeah. Okay. I can say all of the strength things and, and know that he's good, but there's not any of the... You know what just hit my head? What? Pretend like you're talking to your kids. <laughs> You know, when you get home, you're like, crap, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Again. <laughs> we all do it. It's not It's not our go-to. It's not what we prefer to talk to our kids like, but at all, it always yeah, happens. We get sure. there. We get to a level where we're like, okay, I've had enough. Really? Now go and have enough with God. <laughs> um, and then there's a whole book called Lamentations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Then it brings to question, why as a society do we not lament? Why? Why don't we lament, Jess? I don't because I don't feel like I have permission to. Toxic positivity. Yeah. Well, kick back to another episode. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we don't make room. Yeah. I will make room for you to do what you want to do. We don't make room for that. No. We think complaining solves nothing. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, you know what just came to my head? The, the, um, what is it like knock and the door will be open to you. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, I think I had read something somewhere that, um, somebody had like requested something in the middle of the night and I don't remember where it was, but the, the man just kept knocking and eventually the guy came to the door to help him with whatever it was. Yeah. But if you like knock once or twice and that's it, you're just going to go back to sleep. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I was saying that because we need to continue to say the things until we've made room for the things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, here's another one. I think sometimes we don't lament because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to be vulnerable. And so sometimes what happens with that one is we're just being a little prideful. Like, oh, I need to be the really good church girl. Yeah. Not not the not the church girl that the devil's scared of. Not that one. Yeah. 
think about the fighting over the chair story from episodes ago. But um, (laughs) no, like we want to be that good church girl who says, yes, ma'am. Yeah. No, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And who always, because we know it's supposed to turn back to the Lord is my strength right? Like we're, we're going to turn back to that. And so we decide to skip the middle. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. We skip it and we'll skip to the good stuff, right? Like that's a song, like let's skip to the good stuff. And that's just not life. So you know how reality, you know how there's There's no no wrong way to eat a Reese's Reese's Reese's. Uh There's no wrong way to eat them. There Uh is a wrong way to lament. Don't skip the middle. Yeah. You can't yeah. skip the middle. You can't. <laughs> and you have to be where you are. And and it's so important that you acknowledge where you are, that you name where you are. And we've said it in an episode previous. I don't remember which one it was. But if your season you're walking out sucks, say it sucks. Yeah. Name it the season of suck. <laughs> you know, like this is <laughs> a like suckiness <laughs> season. Ready? This is what it is. Yeah. And, and and naming it. And that doesn't mean you're claiming it. You're naming it. Yeah. You're naming it. Yeah. Because if you don't acknowledge where you are, you can't get to the Lord is my strength. Yeah. You know, I, I said that to Carlos just today. We, we listened to a, a really good sermon today and it was amazing to me because I think it had never been presented like with the middle portion before. Hmm. And it's amazing how you say, okay, this is the bad stuff. This is where you need to get to. Yeah. But you don't, like, you have to hear all the middle stuff. How do I do that? What is the next step? What is yeah. the next step? What yeah. is the next step? What is the next step? Yeah. And if that next step is complaining, complain. Yeah. If that next step is screaming into your pillow or buying a punching bag, do it. Yeah. This is part of the reason that I run at Jacobsburg. Because when I pound my feet into the ground, yeah. that's me getting my frustrations out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> we'll just say, oh, we were supposed to say, scrat, scrat, squirrel. <laughs> um, but there's something to be said, too, that um, there's a difference between doubt and despair. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. Um, there's the man in the Bible. You remember the man in the Bible who had his son and his son um, would have seizures and the seizures would try to throw him in a fire or water. Yeah. And he brought his son to the disciples and the disciples couldn't heal him. Jesus comes back and Jesus says, disciples, like, come on now, you could have done this. Yeah. And and he says to the man, he says, you know, pretty much what's going on. Do you believe? Yeah. And the man says, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah. So he says, listen, I believe that you are who you say you are. Yeah. I believe that you can do the things that you say you can. Yeah. But there's still like a hinge of doubt hanging out. Yeah. Show me. Show me the way to believe better. Yeah. And so he's admitting that. He's being vulnerable. And he's saying, listen, I have no pride in this. Right. I'm going to say I'm I'm not perfect and I have some doubt going on. Yeah. You know? Um. Anyway, it kind of reminds me, um, I think – a lot of times we kind of, we, we pick on people a little bit as Christians. We pick on people a little bit about the things that they need to do to, uh, to, to make things work for them. So here's what I mean by this. There's like stuff going around out there that says, hey, you don't need to invite the Holy Spirit in because he's always there. <sighs> okay? Those things are true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Yeah. But is there a problem for me saying, saying, God, help me to to move the things to the side in my brain yeah. so that I can see you more? Yeah. 
there's nothing wrong with that. No. And, and, and here's the thing. He is always there, but he is a gentleman right. too. And if you have so much stuff in your, your life and in your brain and in your heart, if you don't make room <laughs> again, back to make room. room, if you don't make room for him to come in, there's nowhere for him to go guys. Like there's not anywhere for him to go. And sometimes he's right behind you and you have to turn around. Yeah. So there's different things that you can see it as. And that goes back to the Sabbath episode. You have to pay attention. You have yeah. to look for him. Yeah. And it's about you and your heart and your mind and, and things for you to go, Hey, Oh wait, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a little bit of a tangent too, but this it speaks is. to doubt. This yeah. speaks to doubt. And maybe you don't even realize you're doubting. Yeah. Maybe you just need to turn and look at him. Yeah. That's exactly what we're saying. But doubt is very different from despair. Yeah. Okay. And let's say despair for a second. The definition of despair is the complete loss or absence of hope. No reason. If you're doing that, if you have a complete loss of hope, there's no reason to cry out because nobody can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you doubt everything, there's no reason to cry because nobody can hear you. Yeah. So doubt or a feeling un of uncertainty or lack of conviction, what's crazy to all of that is that taking that doubt to God is in itself actually an act of faith. Yeah. Because you're saying, God, I know there's hope. Yeah. I know that you love me, yeah. but right now I need you to help me see it better. Yeah. I'm not seeing it right now. Yeah. Help me see it better. Yeah. That's an act of faith. Yeah. The actual act of <laughs> lamenting yeah. is faith. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she says, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, we're, you know, I went beyond that. We got passionate. It's fine. Um, so I watched the movie God's Not Dead again the other day. And yeah. I feel like I just watch this movie every time I need like a little pick me up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Professor Radisson and Josh are talking and things get heated and Josh asks, why do you hate God? And Professor Radisson responds with, because he took everything from me. And Josh responds very coolly, how can you hate someone whom you don't believe exists? Hmm. His frustration with God actually proves that he believes he exists. Yeah. The same is true with our lament. Yeah. Lament, doubt, proof that we have faith. In God, proof yeah. that we have faith in a God who's big enough to handle yeah. our things, yeah. proof that we love him enough to come to him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So why should we lament? We already talked intimacy, right? Yeah. God knows sharing makes us vulnerable. We get to grow more in our relationship with him. Yeah. He's our friend. And he can handle it. Yep. Yeah. And here's something that I saw too that I was like, oh, look, that's crazy. Pain. When we get physically hurt, like if you stub a toe, that's like the worst, right? Because you're not expecting it to come and all of a sudden it hurts ridiculously. Yes. Ouch! Right? Yeah. All right. So we verbally say something yeah. when we have physical pain, right? Similarly, our emotional or spiritual pain releases in a cry of lament. Yeah. So if we don't lament, we don't release. Yeah, we're holding it in. Right. We haven't made room for it. Yeah. Back there. <laughs> yeah, which means there's not room for anything else. Including Jesus. Yeah, and, and that's selfish. It is. Yeah. It is. It absolutely is. So here's some of my experiences with lament, because this was not something that I was familiar with till the tragedy either. Okay? Yeah. Um, there are times where I, like, I can feel my 
angst, my frustration, like bubbling just under the surface. And if somebody says the wrong thing to me, or if I experience the wrong thing, it's going to blow up, right? Yeah. Like that time that I said, I locked myself in my room and said, hey, I'm staying here because it might be bad for everybody else, right? Yeah. So there are times that that happens. And sometimes when I go to Jacobsburg and I can pound it out and I get better. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that doesn't even work. Yeah. And sometimes I don't even know why. And so those are the times where the frustration comes to like a crazy eh, that I sit down and I just, I, I try to start writing. Like, what is it that's really bothering me right now? Yeah. And I get a few words down and eventually it becomes like a psalm of lament. It becomes a poem. Yeah. Which by the way, Ann Weems writes a book called Psalms of Lament because she lost her son. Mm. And apparently I remember, I think I read the, the, the intro to the book. And it said something like every time she felt it, she pulled out the paper, she wrote the things down, she put it in a drawer and slammed the drawer shut. Mm. And then she took all of them and made a book. I'm pretty sure that's what happened if mm. I remember correctly. Um, so would you like to hear one of my laments? What do we think? I think, I think we need to. Okay. Okay. So here's a lament that I wrote back. I think it was either like the end of August or the beginning of September sometime in there. Okay. It says, Oh God, your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. You promise to help me bear the weight of my load, but more keeps getting added. First, I'm managing. Then more is added. Don't you care that it's too much? I start getting nervous. More is added. And I begin to sweat. Help me. More is added. And I'm buckling under the weight. And more. My muscles are contracting. I glance over toward you and you're smiling in a sweet gesture. How can you smile? With all I've been through, the grief wasn't enough. The loss wasn't enough. More grief than grief again. And now the weight. The massive, unmanageable boulder of responsibility. I'm tired of carrying it. There are others who should be helping me to maneuver it. But they've washed their hands of this responsibility. Why can't I? I want to shine for you. Pain, yes. Trials, yes. Weight, Yes, but your burden is easy and your yoke is light. And I know that I can do all things because you will lend me your strength. In faith, I will take one directed step at a time. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That was at a place where I remember just, just the amount of things that had to be done for, for the property that, that, we have or had or whatever you want to call it yeah um for the estates yeah for i don't remember what else but a whole bunch of stuff just kept getting added yeah. um and we've talked before about compounding grief and how things just keep piling up yeah just gets to a place where you can't handle it right and so that's where i was in those moments but what's crazy is you start out saying god you've said these things mm -hmm but I don't see you following these things. Yeah. And then it goes full circle back to, but I trust that you're going to walk me through these things. Yeah. It's real. It's raw. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's a book that I found recently that's called in dark clouds and deep mercy and Mark, and I cannot say his last <laughs> name, so I'm going to spell it out for you. V R O E G O P. He describes lament like this. Lament is the honest cry of a hurting heart, wrestling with pain and the promise of God's goodness. Mm. See, we're sharing our sorrow 
while also saying that we trust him. It's crying and remembering. It's sobbing and trusting. It's prayer in pain that leads to trust. It's a transition between pain and promise. It's a path from heartbreak to hope. It's complaining to God while Mm -hmm. trusting in who he is. It expresses our disappointments and moves us toward a resolution, even if the only resolution is God is still bigger. Yeah. It's the key between our emotions and a return to peace when there is no resolution. And I think that last part is potentially um, some of the biggest some of the biggest part of this, obviously my, my English sucks right now. It's fine. Um, but what I'm saying is when there's no resolution, that's when lament is super powerful. You know, we've, we've stopped our striving, right? Yeah. Because we can't resolve it and we can't do it. And all of a sudden we realize that God is bigger. Yeah. And that's how we're going to get through it. Right. Not because we can do anything about it. No. But because we can return to peace knowing that he is bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, and to return to the, we talked about Sabbath on the episode, I think prior to this and just being. Yeah. Because we want to do so much and we want to try to solve it. We want to be that problem solver and we want to find a way out of it. And it's like I said earlier, I can't see, I'm not hearing. Um, And it it reminds me of that song Waymaker. Yeah. You know, and if you think about it, even though I can't see it, even though I can't see what you're going to do, God, I know that you're making a way. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful today. Yeah. All right, guys, feel free to complain at this episode. Email marking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we share an email. So oh, we do. <laughs> All right. Kicking it over to the guys. Hey, everyone. This is Carlos and Shane with the really section. What's up, guys? Uh, first thing first. Uh, I completely agree with Marky. She does not give me the ability to have any drama <laughs> or do any drama at all. It's okay. Um, Jessica doesn't let me do it either. So yeah, uh, she's the eternal optimist and doesn't like to hear my complaining. True. Uh, yeah. So well, yeah, I, I, that kind of leads us into a conversation. Yeah, though. it does, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's a, that's a, I actually wanted to talk briefly about that. The, the difference between a pessimist and optimist mm-hmm. and a realist, because I'm a realist and a lot of people will look at that and say, Oh yeah, you're a pessimist. no, not a pessimist. A pessimist only sees the negative side of things right. and doesn't understand that there are positive things that go along with it. I'm a realist. I recognize real life and real experience. And I look at that as a judge to determine what to expect. Okay. That's an, that's a realist. Um, and so it, it's a different way of, of looking at life, but I love, I love Psalms 22. Uh, Marky read Psalms 22. They, I guess Marky and Jess both read p- portions of it, but, um, but David actually, in the Psalms gives us permission to be a pessimist. Right. Because he does it. And God says, he's a man after my own heart. Right. Hello. (laughs) Hello. If he's a man after God's own heart, the, and, and I think this, this is, um, and, and they listed some of the reasons, uh, or some of the things that 
the reasons we don't lament. Right. Um, and, and Mark, he had said top, toxic positivity. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't make room for other people. Yep. Uh, think, uh, we think that complaining doesn't solve anything, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I wrote down some stuff that, that was just things that, um, that it made me think about. Okay. Um, and, and socially speaking, we don't have room for other people's negativity. Right. Because we have enough of our own in our own life that we have to deal with. So when I hear somebody else being negative or critical, it's, it's hard sometimes to listen. And we're just like, just, just stop. Just, can't you just be positive? I've got enough negativity in my life. I don't need any more. And so we have very little patience for people who are in that place of, of complaint and lament. Um, and, uh, I say that because God is not human. Right. God has an unlimited supply of patience. And so if you want to lament, um, and I've actually heard somebody say this before, uh, when you, when I started complaining about something and they're like, why don't you tell the person who can do something about it? <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah. Because I can't do anything. You complaining to me doesn't help anything, right. but God has all the answers. So why don't you complain to him? Right. He's not going to get tired of hearing it. Right. I, I agree. Isn't that interesting, though? That I think that right there, the lack of patience with other people, right, is is a, a big. Well, of course, and then you have the people who are like, just be positive. That toxic positivity, <laughs> like, yeah. like, why can't yeah. you just be positive for once? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think to from what you said about uh, you know, go complain to the person that can do something, right? It um, it, it brings me back to parenting you know, being, being a father when you have multiple kids and all you hear is bickering and fighting and mm-hmm. screaming, and then you try to go resolve it and they're all complaining about each other. And you're just like, Oh, okay. But as a father though, you don't just say, Hey, get away from me. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you say, go, <laughs> go talk to mommy. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> mommy will fix this. Yeah. But um, I, I remember in situations like that where you, you have to take the time to walk your child through whatever it is that they're going through. Um, but the only way they're going to do that or the only way you're going to do that is they need to understand that even though they're complaining, you are going to, like they need to stop complaining. They need to listen to what you're about to tell them. Um, and I think that's one of the problems with lament um, is we're, we're very quick to complain, complain to complain and, and, and yell and scream and say the, the whole world is unfair. But then when it's time for us to be quiet and listen, we're like, Nope, I gotta go do something. <laughs> and I definitely think that's worth mentioning. I love, I love that you said that because when David laments in the Psalms, he doesn't leave it right. at the lament. Right. He laments and then he turns it around like Marky did in her lament. He turns it around at the end and says, you know what? In the end, I trust you, God. You're good. Yes. And I can lean on you. I can depend on you. Yeah. And you've got me in the palm of your hands and all, all statements like that. Yeah. And so, and, and so getting caught up in the, the negative side of it mm-hmm. can be detrimental yes. if you stay there too long. Right. Um, but, but it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you from my own experience, and I don't want to take too much time, but uh, when everything happened, yeah, I was lamenting. Clearly, I was defeated. You know, uh, we lost everything. And, you know, I was wrestling with God. You know, why? 
you know, so many things, you know, why couldn't you take me first? Because I mean, I was in the hospital, almost came close to dying with COVID, you know? And um, so I, I screamed, I yelled at him, you know, I, I questioned him, I doubted him. But every time that I did that, all I could hear from him was, do you still trust me? And of course I was like, yes, of course I trust you because I'm, I'm still here for something. I don't know what it is for. Right. Quite frankly, I honestly thought it was because of, you know, creating more more kids or, or creating kids to, to have a, a, you know, a lineage or a legacy or whatever you want to call it. But that was taken away, you know? Right. <clears throat> but um, if I didn't listen while I was complaining, I probably wouldn't be here. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, that's, I think that's the important part is, is you, you have to, you can't just go into lamenting and just say, okay, I'm just going to complain, complain, complain. And then I don't want to hear what you got to say. And then bury your head in the sand. <laughs> right. Like, and then, and then come back the next day and complain, 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 complain. It's not going to do nothing. It's, it's, I'm going to tell you what you told me with your friend said, go talk to somebody who can do something about it. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, your complaints to me don't help. Yeah. I mean, if you need a vent, I'm here. Yeah. Matter of fact, I had a moment earlier where I, I was venting about about some stuff. The we got the people out working on the deck and the construction right. <laughs> and getting my car in and out. And yeah. and I found out, I realized that after I vented my frustration with being able not being able to leave right. without having to go yell, uh, not yell, but like ask yeah. somebody to move. Um, I, after I vented that frustration, I no longer felt the need. To talk to them about it, to right. complain about it. Like I, yeah. I, like, I don't need to go talk to them about it because now I'm okay. Yeah. I just needed to release it Yes, and say, you know what? It's frustrating. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm, lament- I'm good. Yeah. I yeah. lamented. I complained. I'm frustrated. I'm good now. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of people, uh, and, and you can, you can tell me if you think, if you think this is truth or not, Okay, I feel like lament when we talk about lament and the experience of lamenting 99, maybe 99, 90, 90% of the time, our lament is, is comes from a place of selfishness because we're lamenting something that we believed was done to us or about it's about us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, um, I, l- let me just say what I wrote. I wrote this down when I was listening to the ladies talk. And I said, uh, I, I wrote this. I said, your life is not for you. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we'll blame God for our frustrations, mm-hmm. for the hurts that we experience. God did. Why would you do this to me? Why did you? I, you heard, and a matter of fact, they talked about how, how complaining to God about the hurts that he's hurt us. Well, number one, your hurt is usually your fault, not his fault. Correct. God's not at fault. It's something that you did that caused you to be hurt and you're not recognizing your error in it Correct. most of the time. But, but and that's not saying that you can't lament. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, trying to point out the, the f- place where we usually are in that selfish mindset mm-hmm. when we lament, mm-hmm. because the, if you understand that your life is not about you, your life is not, you are not the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> you are not the center of the universe. Yes. Whoever you are out there listening right now, you're not the center of the universe. The world does not revolve around you. So 
your lament, your pain, whatever it is, complaining to other people about it who can't do anything about it, number one, is is pointless. That's why I said, turn it around, bring it to the one who can do something about it. And most of the time when we lament, we find that it's not God who does something. Mm-hmm. It's us that changes. We change yeah. in the moments. That's why we start out lamenting and end with rejoicing that God is good. Well, I was going to say that's, but God does do something. He just, he works in your yeah. heart. Yeah. He um, works inside of know, us. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I was going to also mention. Thank you for bringing that up, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, when everything happened and, and I know I've said this before in other podcasts, I don't know which ones, but um, you know, when, when I first found out, I looked at God and I said, why did you take, and I didn't finish that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get to finish it, you know, because the next thought was like, what makes you think they're your kids? Right. You know? And then all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then the only other stuff going through my head at that time was if I'm suffering this much over not even technically, not even my kids, because they belong to, to Christ. I mean, we dedicated all of them to him and stuff. But then I'm going, if I'm suffering this much, how the heck did God feel watching us right. kill and torture his 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 son? His son. Right. <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden, like you said, like things just they everything just you know, that bill that you were complaining about seems like nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, right. um but you but you have to listen. You know, if you if you just go in and you're like, no, no, I don't, you know, like like when you do with other siblings, I, and I'll I'll be I'm guilty. I have a younger brother and an older sister. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, I love you guys, um, but you know, you always fight with your brothers and sisters, and it's always complaining. And eventually, it only ends when you guys start listening to each other. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's, it's all about communication. It's about listening. It can't be a one sided thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. So listen, th- this is I, and and we're we're kind of talking about the other side of lament, yeah. how to how to how to turn it around, how to come out of it, and that kind of stuff. Um, but but I I think it it it's important to say that while we're talking about this, it's okay to lament. God oh, can handle your yeah. criticism. God can handle your complaints. Yeah. And look, he he, you can blame God all you. He can handle your blame. Guess what? God is big enough to handle your blame and he won't turn it back on you and say, you know, it's your fault. God doesn't do that. Well, to, to be honest with you, if not, if when you do complain to God, God is actually rejoicing because at that point you are recognizing that he is there, even if right. it's for blame, right? even if it's, you're just blaming him, he's going, yeah, I'm right here. Keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk to me. It's like the, like the, the, the fighting and anger thing. Yep. When you see those movies <laughs> where someone's like attacking the other person, then all of a sudden they're just bawling on their shoulder. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's of the fight. Well, so, yeah. So, uh, I just had a thought. Um, did you ever see the movie Elvis? The, the recent one that came no, out? No, oh, no, I didn't see it. There's a, there's a part in there where, uh, Tom Hanks, I guess is the, the guy's, uh, is Elvis is like manager, manager or, whatever. or whatever. And, um, that he's in charge of merchandising. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. That's his big thing. And uh, he had like, you know, all, every, you know, Elvis had all types of merchandise. And one of them was an, I, ha- I hate Elvis uh, <laughs> pin. pin. And the mother comes by and goes, why do you have that? You hate Elvis? And he goes, and he turns to Elvis and goes, hey, if people that love you want to spend money, then we can take money from those that hate you too. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, what? That's funny. Yeah. But that's fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah, that's 
That's yeah. good. Yeah. I don't have anything else, honestly. I, I mean, I don't either. I agree. Do lament. It don't hold it in because bottle lane doesn't help anything. Not at all. You know, even if you got a screaming a pillow or like Marky said, grab a, you know, a punching bag or, or anything. Yeah. Um, and when you find that somebody that, that you're in a situation where you want to, you need to lament mm-hmm. and there's nobody to listen. Don't forget that God is there yeah. and he's listening yep. and he can handle it. Yeah. He's yeah. actually, he's actually waiting for you <laughs> yeah. to talk. That's it. So, yeah. All right. Back to you, ladies. That was good. That yeah. was so good. I know we say that probably every week. I feel like those are the words we start with yeah. every week. <laughs> it is. I, I, I liked um, how they talked about the perspective shift. You know, I, I think that when you lament and when you complain, um, to have a perspective shift. Uh, Recently this week, I was talking on the phone um, with Christine, my best friend that I grew up with. And she, um, she talked about, you know, I'm in a season right now personally where I, I don't feel like I'm hearing God like I used to. Yeah. And and kind of a drought season, I would call it. And um, she was, yeah, it's a hard place to be at and um, she said something very lovingly <laughs> said something and and it just changed my perspective and I'll tell you guys what she said and she said that when she was walking through a hard season in her life her mom told her hey you know because she didn't feel the love of God she was like I can't does he not see me does he not know I'm here does he not know I'm in this situation you know she was lamenting and her mom said um honey Remember the cross? Remember what he did for you on the cross? That That's his love for you. And it was almost like... Um, God, God just kind of talked to me and he was like, when the, when did the cross stop being enough? <laughs> you know, when did I put my, and it's, it's because I was putting myself, um, more important than him and yeah. more, you know, and, and, and that's just reality. And so it was a perspective shift for me. Like, and, and she didn't say when did the cross stop? I said that to myself and it was like, God saying that to me, when did the, when the cross stop being enough in my life and my walk? And I was like, Whoa, you know, and I think that that was a help for me and my limit to, um, to shift. help bring it back. Yeah. And to, pers- to shift my perspective, like they talked about. Yeah. 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 That's so powerful. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times, well, first of all, I don't know if we said it in the original chunk before the guys talked, but lament really is complaining. Yeah. It's just complaint. As the guy said, it's complaining to the person who can do something about it. So that right. is what lament is. Right. You know? Um, so that is fully okay. And what that process does is as we continue to complain to God, it doesn't matter how many times we go to him with the same complaint. Yeah. Even as you're saying, God, like, are you listening? Yeah. Are you listening? Like, where are you? Are you? Yeah. Like, I can't hear you. Are you listening? Yeah. Um, but as long as we're going to him with that, yeah. that is faith. Yeah. That is us saying, I know you're real and I know you can do something about it. And I'm going to keep coming and knocking on that door. Yeah. Till you answer me. Yeah. And, and like Carlos said, when we stop, that's when it gets in a dangerous situation where we um, stop telling the person who can do something about it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because I think we, we said that, I don't know, at some point we had, we had talked about how if you, it's, it's when you stop, when you stop reaching out, like, yeah. like you become, um, like, 
like you don't think there's anybody that can do something about it like yeah. that's when that's when faith is kind of gone yeah you know like like there's a very big difference so it's it's kind of almost the opposite of what we think it is yeah like so often we think okay we shouldn't complain to god but the reality is our complaint to god is proof that we trust him is proof that we have faith in him yeah it's when we stop and when we're just like uh whatever nothing's gonna happen whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen i don't care about any of it yeah like that's the the apathetic place that we get to where there is no hope there is no faith there's a difference as we've talked about from the beginning we can make room for hope to exist at the same time as this powerful sadness yeah. that we're talking about when we talk about lament yeah um and as you were saying about carlos talking about listening for a minute oh that was so good that was that was one of my favorite parts of what the guy said yeah. he said listen complain to god lament complaining yeah. to god and then you have to listen too yeah and those are where those things come from i mean you see it turn even in even in the the uh the lament that i wrote you know, it was more grief, grief again, the massive unma- unmanageable boulder of responsibility. I'm tired of carrying it. Yeah. They've washed their hands of this. So why can't I? Yeah. But as soon as I ask him that question, my heart answers that question. Yeah. You know, he answers that question because I want to be more like him. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where the perspective changes, just like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And listening and, and Active listening sometimes is opening your Bible. Yes. I mean, opening the word. And, and and for me, it's not like that I wasn't opening my word, my gosh, but it was more, um, I stopped letting the cross be enough. You know what I mean? And I want to see him physically come and rescue me. Yeah. And he's like, I did that, hun. Yeah. You know, I did yeah. that, hun. Yeah. You know, I think too, something that, that I've had a little bit of revelation in the past couple of weeks is, um, you know, We've talked about proximity, yeah. Um, but maybe we haven't we haven't kind of fully gone there. Suffering is 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 hard. <laughs> and an understatement, right, of the, the understatement of the century. Yeah, I'm the one saying it, right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's crazy about that is as we've just come out of the Christmas season, yeah. Emmanuel means God with us. It does. So as you're saying about the cross. Jesus is suffering on the cross mm-hmm. and God is watching him mm-hmm. suffer on the cross. So God knows full well what is happening to his son. Yeah. And I know we've said that. And I know if it were my son, I'd be like, oh, H-E double hockey sticks. No, yeah. like n- I'm not going to let my son go through that. And we, we've been there and we've talked about that. Right. But so what I've been focusing on more lately is where is Jesus? Yeah. Emmanuel, right? God with us, proximity. So when you are suffering and you're lamenting or complaining, mm-hmm. you're complaining to a God who's right there with you. Yeah. And because he loves you so much, and we've already talked about how he he is sad sometimes too. Yeah. And he's angry sometimes too. And all of those things say that if he's sitting right there with you, sitting next to you. Yeah then he is feeling the pain that you're feeling because he hates watching you get hurt too. Yeah. Yeah. I almost think lament, Marky, I think it's like, you know, when we talked about moving around the furniture, where I've said that multiple yeah. Yeah. times, I almost feel like lament comes in and moves it. 
It, it comes in and That's moves so the furniture that is a good thing. so that there's more room for him. Yeah. So that there's more room Ooh, for that him. That is a powerful metaphor. I really, really feel like that. So lament is a way to make room. Yeah. Lament does make room. Lament makes room. Isn't that for a concept for somebody? As who, we have a revelation, yeah, closing like, our podcast here today. on the podcast. I, as you were talking and saying that, that's what the picture God showed me is that the lament comes in and moves, moves everything around so that there's room for Him to be there. Even if it's us, He has to move. Like what you're saying, yes. your perspective had yes, to shift. It did. So He's saying, listen, like. But if I wouldn't have been lamenting. No, could Christine fix me? No. You know what I mean? Because you could have metaphorically had your fingers in your ears saying, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah, but but the perspective shift that I have, but it just makes room. Yeah. It makes room. It makes room. And what's, what's crazy about that, as we go back to the theme of this podcast, because now I'm smiling again. So lament clears the furniture, yeah. makes room for us to, to be with Jesus, right? Yeah. yeah. Lament is one of those things that religion is like, no, thank you. Yeah. So often, right. so often they're like, stop complaining. Jesus already has the solution. Yep. Yep. All of those things. Yep. So that brings us full circle back to our, our, why we started the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Back to our little kick motto religion or kick religion the, yeah. out the door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is good. Yeah, it is good. All right. So on that note, <laughs> Next week, we are going to kick religion out the door, and we're going to start talking about friendship here on Raw. Raw.